Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline right now, ESPN Radio's Mike Wells and the Friday Tradition Slow Jam reentry. Let's bring him on board and have him hit the high notes here. Go ahead, Mike. Man, I, I got to tell you, I know this is high five, but this was not in my Rolodex of high five songs. That really? I, knew. I thought I was going to yeah. hit the right note for you right here. Man, now if you just said, hey, kissing game, I like quality time. Uh, oh, you didn't do the kissing game. I would have really killed the boy because that was, that, was, that was my anthem when I was in uh, like this? You know, uh, high school. Go ahead and crank it back up here. Oh, yeah. Hey, turn it up a little bit. Turn it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The Walk Up Talk Up with Mike Wells. Oh. Hey, you was in Terre Haute killing it when this came out. Oh, man. I was tripping the light fantastic over there at Ethan and Crawford. This was uh, on my. This was on the playlist when I DJed the parties. All summer long, we've been together <laughs> and never felt so good. Cause when I'm with you, it's such a good time. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the uh, I like the way the kissing game from High Five. The first one I played that you didn't have much recollection on was Never Should Have Let You Go. High Five from 1990 from the Faithful album. All really good stuff. And what is interesting to note, I want to say the kissing game right there. What is that? 30, 32 years old, I think. Something like that. 19, yeah, 1992. Yeah. Freshman year in high school. Crazy. 32 stinking years old, that is. How incredible. Hey, I'm telling, and this is no offense to today's music, but music, back, there's, there's no better music than the 1990s R&B. If anybody can give me better R&B music, let me know because I'm going to laugh at you in your face. With ni- nothing tops 90s R&B. We had... You know, uh, R. Kelly before he became a loose cannon, New Edition, Joe to see. You had Jagged Edge. You had um, Shy Hill. Silk. Shy, oh, yes, Silk. I mean, Silk was talking about getting freaky, freaky with it in 1993. So H-Town. You, can't find, yeah. you can't find a better decade of R&B music than the 1990s. I mean, anything Blackstreet, you have uh, anything with Teddy Riley is going to work. So, yes. I mean, guy was 80s and 90s. Good stuff. It is good stuff. I I, I miss High Five. That was just a great time right there. Early oh 90s, where everything just kept popping. It seemed like that uh, you got, uh, you know, what's his name? Round and Round, dude, that was the uh, prince at the time, yeah. protege. And then... It just kind of all started really falling in kind of after that. So, Tevin and, and, Campbell, and, and, Tevin Campbell's who I'm thinking of. So, oh, yes. 
Listen, we're, we're talking about, you know, you doing it big at Terre Haute. Right now, what Indiana State's doing, this is the most relevant Indiana State has been since you were back there killing it yeah. in the 90s. No doubt. That basketball team is a great team to look at right now. I got the uh, basketball guys in trouble because they've come over to my house, have a really good party, and not be prepared to play the next day. And uh, Tate's Lock didn't like it, uh, was the word back then. So I was, I was the bad influence for those guys. But certainly – you, you can make an argument, and you know how much I love Greg Lansing. Greg Lansing obviously went to the NCAA tournament. The late Royce Waltman went to the NCAA tournament. They beat Oklahoma and Kelvin Sampson back in the early 2000s in that tournament. But this is the most run, the most hype, not just locally but nationally, that an Indiana State basketball team has had since 1979. There's no doubt about it. Man, hey, who, hey, I love watching the big fella. Uh, what, what's his name, the one? Yep, Robbie Avalon. Look, the guy who doesn't look like he can play an out the basketball, but I, they really piqued my interest when they went up to uh, East Lansing and played Michigan State, man. I, I watched that game, and they're like, man, these Sycamores, they lost the game, but they're going to be a team that nobody's going to want to face come turning time. Yeah, and he, he, like anybody else, I mean, you got to be able to play your game, and I, I kind of – kind of equate them to to what we saw in Florida Atlantic with Dusty May and that team last year. They basically played their way, right, the entire time when they got hot, especially in the tournament, they go to the Final Four. It's tough to find a game in which they didn't supersede the other team in terms of how they were dictating tempo or dictating the way that the game was played. And that's like Indiana State as well. And it starts with them with the three-pointers. Obviously, Avila is a guy that they work in the high post and they play off of him. But if if they're stroking the three as they normally are, one of the better shooting teams from distance in the NCAA, then they are incredibly tough to beat for anybody. But, man, if you have a first half like they did at Belmont, getting down 19 the other night, and uh, Josh Schertz called them entitled. He said, I go to the half, I walk in there, I said, hey, this is an entitled group that I see. I haven't seen that this year. We need to do something about it. And then they they righted the ship and got back in it and won in the second half. But going to make sure you don't step in a pothole, no pun intended, when you're trying to reach the heights in which you know this team, this program, hasn't reached in a while. Have you have you been to a game out there in the Hope? I am season? going. I have not. They're normally playing like tomorrow night against Drake. They play at 6 o'clock on Saturday, so I'm covered up there. But Rakestraw and I are going to go, I think, for what their senior day is. That's on a Sunday coming up here against Murray State. So we're going to head over there and, and watch them play Murray State. Uh, lo- I, I love it, man. I need everybody in the stands to either have on a Sycamore shirt or a JMZ JMV uh, sucks shirt. One of those two. Those are the only things, only two things you want to see in the stands out there in Terre Haute on uh, Senior Day. Well, um, Matthew Graves is an assistant coach. Played at Butler, obviously was on Butler's bench for so many years. He's an assistant coach to Josh Shirts over there, and he and Robbie Avila. I had told Robbie last week that if they beat Bradley, that he and Matt needs to go down to Ethan Crawford, where I lived, and get a picture taken in front of my old crappy house. And that's what they did on Tuesday before they left for Nashville. Got a picture taken in front of it, and it was outstanding. Is it still an old crappy house uh, 30 years later? Yes. Yes. It, 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 uh, it looked better than I last saw it. But it is bad. And I think half of my crap is still up in that attic somewhere. I'm sure of it. 
Oh boy, uh, I'm sure uh, it might be some Playboys up in that bag. There's boy probably field. there's yeah. probably some uh, stuff with nudity in it up there. There's no question. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was fond of that back then. All right, I want to talk a little bit about the Pacers. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio joins us. Some people suggest that I went off a little bit too much. I don't think I did because this, to me, was just an outline of what I brought up of last night and how disappointing it was. That being a winnable game, the Knicks being without Julius Randle, you know, without um, OG Ananobi, you know, that's one thing. And you know, Jalen Brunson going off, that's another. But what I think we all should be massively disappointed about, and what led my fire what really stoked it was how they got out efforted and i know i'm making up a term right there but on the on the glass on the offensive glass for the knicks they just had more want to and effort than the pacers did and i don't care what night you're talking about i don't care what point in the season you're talking about i don't want to see it and it shouldn't happen and it did last night well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, and we, well, I'm not trying to compare the situations, but what you saw out of the New York Knicks, I mean, and Jalen Brunson obviously is an all-star, but what you saw out of the Knicks is what the Lakers essentially did to the Celtics without Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It was a simple effort-type effort game, and I don't know if the Pacers were enjoying uh, New York City a little too much, but yeah, you can't – those are inexcusable, especially when you're – you're only sitting five games over 500. You're still, you know, you're far, you're far from securing the home court in the Eastern Conference. You got to go out there and play with some pride. Now you got the short turnaround with the Sacramento Kings tonight coming up. So that's a game you have to find a way to win. You have to find a way. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna give credit where credit to Jalen Brunson. He put on a clinic last night with that with that 40 piece he delivered out there. Uh, but still, you should still be able to win even with Halliburton on uh, the reduced minute count now. Yeah, and and I wish there was a way. I don't know what they have designed, and clearly they're going by the the letter of whatever they have designed, whatever blueprint that is. I just wish that in the form of this blueprint you could save a little bit for a closing role because that has that has cost them really two games. I mean, you could say the same thing about Boston the other night, which I wasn't upset about because they hung in, and obviously with Halliburton, things are different. We would think that things with Halliburton would have been different last night. However, though, I mean, the way that they were taking a beating, especially in the final two minutes, I know that on the offensive end, Halliburton could do more, but I don't know what he's going to do to help them on the glass. I mean, that was just all lack of effort to me, and that's what made it so disappointing. That's the blue collar. That's that blue collar mindset right there. And you know, blue collar. The next following Tom Thibodeau's script, where it's basically you just get down, you get dirty, you do whatever it takes. You're not. You're not you don't get bonus points for, for being glamorous. Yeah. And the next no skip it. We're just gonna. We're gonna out. We're gonna outwork. We're going to be more physical, and we're going to hustle harder than the Pacers. So that's that's all that was down the stretch. And I'll, I'll tell you this: um, I'm actually heading out. It's like I'm covering the Pacers again. I'm heading out to the field house. I got three IU media school students covering the game tonight. Shout out to the Pacers for giving credentials. Nice. And I'm 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 curious on we'll be there for the pregame and postgame of everything. I'm curious on what Carlisle is going to say, especially uh, I'm curious, you know, how long they're going to keep Halliburton on them, if they're going to switch it up and say, all right, you know what? We're getting Halliburton's on the minute restriction, but we're going to go ahead and, you know, give him some minutes early on and, like you said, save him for the bullpen to be the closer. It's a ninth inning. Come in and, and, and close out a close game because you need that kind of experience out there in, in the fourth quarter of a close game.
No, exactly. Listen, I am all for handling this carefully. Don't get me wrong. I don't want them because clearly, clearly he went out there against Portland two weeks ago tonight and he wasn't ready to go out there because they say they're just managing it differently. That's why he was set down and now he's going through the minutes restriction. But clearly he aggravated something going out there and playing in that game. So I, I don't want it to end badly like that. They still have too much of the season remaining. I just – I wish they had – I need to hear somebody tell me that they had they have no other options other than to do it this way because you can tell on the bench in both Boston and New York last night, it is excruciatingly painful for him to sit there and watch, you know, A, getting them back in the game in Boston and giving them a chance to win, or B, last night, building that lead and watching it fall into shambles and losing while Dante DiVincenzo hits a three, like his only one in the second half, and he uh, hits himself on the head and points at Halliburton on the bench. Now, you know that that's killing him. Yeah, you, you, you better hope it's killing him. Any type of competitor who knows that if he were out there, he could make a difference in the game, better be pissed off about that type of situation that he can't be out there. And I I, I completely agree that, yeah, the Pacers need to be careful. So let, let me ask you this. You're Rick Carlisle, Chad Buchanan, and Kevin Pritchard. How long do you keep the, uh, the minutes restriction? Do you kind of evaluate it on a game-to-game basis to see how he's feeling? Or do you say, no, we are going X amount of days, and then we're going to ramp up his playing time? I, see, that's a question I don't think I can answer, nor anybody else that's not over there. And, and I'll give you my example of it. I thought you saw him a couple of different times last night have have his bounce back, for lack of a better description. I mean, he looked like he did pre-injury. I felt I just don't know. I, I don't know where they are in this because we don't know how bad. And again, I said that, that he aggravated or re-aggravated it. They didn't say that. That's just me saying that. I don't know how bad after that Portland game it was to then shut him down and now put him on a minutes restriction. But it did look like, especially last night, that he had a lot of his bounce back. He looked oftentimes like, especially knocking down threes and fading away, like the Halliburton that everybody around here has uh, come to love. And you know what? Think about it this way. Let's pull a positive out of this. As bad as it was to have him out, let's pull a positive out of it that it's good to see him have some bounce back. And just think when the the Patriots may say, okay, let's let's unleash him. He's good to go. No restrictions. He can play. If he needs to play 45 out of the 48 minutes, he can do it. That means it's a great sign of hope that once he gets there, there won't be no rust out there because you got to think as time goes on before they, you know, say he's good to go, they're going to ramp up his cardio and, and, you know, whatever practice time they have or whatnot, or whatever extra time they do with the um, strength and conditioning coaches that it's good that he, he's showing that he's ready to go once that time comes. Yeah. Mike Wells of ESPN radio joins us and I had to get on 33, 33 looked terrible last night. 33 looked terrible last night. 33 looked to me, and I don't know what's going on. I don't know. And I'm not trying to hand out excuses. I'm just trying to figure out why he looks like he has zero burst, um, why he can't jump. Uh, He's slow, and he looks like he's nailed to the floor. I know he's had a back issue, and I know that they they work hard, you know, with him with the training staff to get him ready. I, I mean, last night, if that's what you're going to get, and if that's because he's injured and that's a situation with the back, he needs to be shut down because that's not what you want to see out there from him. 
So let me uh, hold on. Am I talking to JMV? You are. Or did he? No, did I'm just being. I'm being. I'm being fair as a basketball fan, and I think a fairly educated observer. I know I don't want to see him play like that, and I know that my ex handle doesn't want to see him play like that. So I, he just looked like a guy that was worthy of the bench time he got at the end of the game, and maybe worthy of some rest because that I it just it wasn't good. It, it wasn't good from just an, an not a shot making standpoint or a standpoint of rebound. It was he did not look like what you had expected. He just he looked like he was nailed to the floor. He did. It looked like it was excruciatingly painful for him at times to make moves, and he didn't have much with it. It, it, it didn't seem right at all to me. Well, ho- hopefully he's got to bounce back tonight um, out there and he's going to get back out there. But, no, you're, you're right. And here, here's the thing. I don't know how you feel because, you know, we have the trade deadline coming up uh, soon. I think the Pacers stand put. I don't think they – I think their, their trade has been made. Getting Siakam, I don't think they, they do anything else. Keep this roster intact. I want to see what they can do once Halliburton gets completely healthy and he and Siakam are full goal and they're paired together. The goal along with Miles and hopefully his back will get better and they're able to roll. I want to, I want to see this roster stay together and see what they can do come playoff time. I, I would agree with that, and that's exactly what I thought when Chad Buchanan – the general manager was on with me on Monday. I kind of wonder now the path in which, because Buddy Heald has been on the struggle bus for more than a minute now. And if he continues down that particular path, I just kind of wonder what they might be thinking. I still am on the side. I want to see everybody together. I'm with you on that. But and I, th- I think that to me, what I got from Chad Buchanan, it kind of felt like Monday that they also believe that similar thought as you expressed. However, if this continues in the next handful of games here before the trade deadline to look really bad, because Buddy Heald was terrible last night. I mean, as bad as Miles was, I mean, Buddy was just awful on both ends. He was somebody that needed subbed out, too. Just kind of wonder if that may have a, a shift in thought process for him. That's really the only thing that I wonder about. Well, uh, ooh, yeah, no, you, 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 make, you make a great, a great point out, out of that. Um, I, I'm, still, I'm still saying stay put. I, know, I, I, get, I totally get what you're saying, and everybody has, has their ruts and everything. So are you shut, are you shutting Miles down and not playing tonight? Um, if he's going to look like that, I, I mean, if there's something to do with the back, which I don't know, I have zero knowledge of. I'm just saying what he looked like last night is not what I would want to see. And maybe he was tired. Maybe it was just a night when he was sore. I, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't coming off a of back-to-back. And he's going to get banged around tonight by Sabonis, right? And it just, to me, he has not, he has not been what I expect to see all in all since the Embiid game. He, he's Man, looked, now, he's had moments. He's had moments, and it's not like it's been all lost. He's had moments, but he has not been what I expect to see since a week ago Thursday night in that Joel Embiid game. So just you what, were, I, you what were, I have you noticed. Were, you, were making, you were making some of the uh, Miles Turner's. Miles Turner – Haters happy today, man. Oh well, I'm because... not trying. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that. I still believe in his talent and in him here. He, I think it's also, I think it's beyond just him. As people would tell me, well, he's just inconsistent. He he didn't look right last night. He just didn't look right. No. He didn't. So that's no, that's the only no. thing. 
You're completely you're completely right. Hey, what are your plans all star weekend, man? Are you are you gonna be downtown? Are you uh, broadcasting live from anywhere? I am trying to get I think I am somewhere live. I just don't know where that is yet, but I am trying to get in. There are a bunch of parties happening and I would like to at least get in there to do a little something. I hear that Michael Jordan's having one downtown. I hear Shaquille O'Neal's having one downtown. And I am trying my damnedest to get in there, if not for a second, before they find out how big of a nerd I am and kick my ass out. I just kind of want to get in there and say, hey, I'm here. So I'm trying. Listen, there, there's no party like an all-star party, man. Um, I, you know, my days, I used to enjoy the Kenny Smith TNT all-star party, man. I, I'll, I'll never forget Denver, 2000, February 2005, I just got hired at the Star like a month prior. I'm at TNT's party, and Gabrielle Union walks by. Yes. This is pre-Dwayne Wade days. Sure. She was with the Jacksonville Jaguar guy at the time. And I swear to God, there was a puddle of drool uh, following behind me as I tried to find where she was at. She walked by me, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Gabrielle Union. I mean, you know, it was only a couple years after that, the cheerleading movie that she was in. I can't remember. Was she in Clueless? No, or was she in Bounce or whatever that was? I forget what that is you're talking about. Some some cheerleading movie, but yeah, that's. No, that's Stacey Dash I'm thinking of in Clueless. My bad. Yes. Yeah, so if you can get to an all star party, it is unbelievable. I'm actually staying in the media hotel since we're going to. I got 10. IU media students who are covering All Star Weekend. What? Uh, wow! Thank you. Thank you. To the, thank you uh, I'm teaching a class this semester on uh, a basketball class, and the highlight is they get to cover Pacer games and they get the, they're fully uh, credentialed media people uh, for All Star Weekend. So shout out to the NBA, shout out to IU Media School for allowing me to create that class. But I'm going now and staying right down there, and you and I are going to try to get in as many parties as yes. we can. Well, I got a thought. I believe. And this is just one that I've heard. I think Nelly's doing one in Fountain Square, um, if you care about that. And I think Spud Webb and Naughty by Nature, I think they're doing one in Broad Ripple. Those are just Ooh, a couple that, I've heard. Oh you, oh, you down with OPP? Oh, you know me. Goodness. We taking it back. We definitely taking it back in 90,000. We get up in a Naughty by Nature party. Uh, and, and, you know what? I've seen Naughty by Nature a couple of different times. I actually saw them when they first broke. With OPP, and they were with uh, Public Enemy and Ice T and Queen Latifah at Marcus Square Arena. I think that was ninety, either ninety one or ninety two. It was uh, during Public Enemy's uh, "Can't Trust It." Um, that was during that particular tour. But I saw them, and they they were awesome. I, know, I mean, all together, brand new, and all anybody ever knew about them at the time was OPP. Yeah, you know me, outstanding. Oh my God! Hey, that movie—the movie was Bring It On. That's what it was, Bring, Bring It On, it on. With, uh, yeah. Gar- with Gabrielle Union. Yes. So listen, we gonna definitely connect. I'm going wherever you are gonna be at on, on that Friday. I'm not going live on the phone. Let's get our favorite, uh, our favorite four foot five guy to join us, and we are gonna have a hell of an All Star weekend. Man. My man has been MIA. Now I know, I believe that um, Nextar, I believe the company that has the uh, owns fifty nine. I believe Nextar has he. And Jarrett Payton, the son of Walter, the late Walter Payton, doing a lot of Super Bowl coverage that they end up sending out to all of the other Next Star stations. So he may be there, but he's been MIA to me for like two weeks now. I don't know what the hell's happened to him. Well, man, you can't send Hagen to Vegas. He may not I, make it back. I think uh, I believe I believe that he's doing a lot of stand up on the week leading up to the Super Bowl for the the rest of the uh, Next Star stations around 
the United States. I believe that to be the case. A lot of standing on the stool to be taller <laughs> well, and, uh, for, for next start. That's, that's what he's doing, man. Hey, I got to get running, get down to the field house. I can't wait to see all the old heads again, man. And uh, tell my girl Laney, I said, uh, hello, have a great weekend. Oh, we're having a great time. We're No, it's awful. <laughs> we're not having a good oh, it time. Is? It's awful. Yes, it's awful. All right. You, I, I try you, my you. hardest. I, I so much want to get out there. And I'm Mr. Hype Guy, right? I know I'm Michael Bivens, and I know I'm getting the stance defensively. I know I get the ball down the floor. But half the time, I don't know what these dudes are doing, and it drives me insane. I, I really can't watch it. Because I, I, it, it's unrecognizable to what I saw and what I was a part of in the fall. I have no idea what they're doing. Zero. A big, fat donut hole, zero. But I try to stay quiet. That's why I go on the radio and talk about it. So, yes. <laughs> hey, have they uh, – are, are, they only got they only have, how many, they only have two losses, right? Yeah. I just uh, You guys. You guys. Two Brownsburg schools? Yeah, yeah they can't be you guys. Uh, uh, like, the moment they get out of Johnson County they, they with this group, they didn't do anything. So, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? I so like I, that. I guess if they keep on playing Greenwood and, and Greenwood Christian, <laughs> I guess, you know, Perry Meridian to Southport, I guess they'll be all right. But uh, yeah, if you have to go yeah. out of Johnson County and Southern Marion County, I think they're going to be in a little bit of, little bit of trouble. So it's been disappointing right. as hell, it has. I hope it gets hey, better. Tell my, tell my girl Lenny, play defense, shoot the three ball. Yeah, go. I appreciate you, brother. All right, be good, Jay. Have fun down at the game tonight. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. Look for him if you're going to the Kings and the Pacer game coming up later on tonight. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Got him tonight, tomorrow night, Network Indiana. Of course, it's going to be a busy weekend. Girls sectional semifinals tonight. Finals coming up tomorrow night. The boys stretch run of the regular season. College hoop and more. Bob Lovell also brought to you by your 14 Central Indiana. Joe Childers run CarX locations. CarX.com today. Hello, Bob. Hey, John. How are you? Well, I was better until I heard about the passing yeah, of the yeah. legendary to me, Carl Weathers. I was a lot better then, so. Bums me well, it, it is sad. You know, when you're in one of those uh, iconic movies like Rocky and all the others, and then, as you mentioned, Happy Gilmore, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, yep. you're, you're, in a, you're in a different uh, stratosphere than the rest of us. And, uh, you know, by all accounts, he's, he's a great guy. And, yeah, it's sad. There's no question. Multi-generationally. Multi-70s, oh, no 80s, and 90s. Multi-generationally, too. And and that's that's tough to come by. So. It is hard to come by, and um, you know you, you mourn his passing. Uh, unfortunately, seventy-six years old is—that's is, not a good age. I'm sitting here going to turn seventy-three next year, so these things disturb me more and more. Quite frankly, <laughs> you're strong. You are strong. You are iconic no. as well. So, well, I I, I appreciate being. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate being here to be able to be whatever it is I am, to be honest. So. Bob, Bob Lovell's with us. You've been a coach before. Um, uh-huh. I, I talked to Josh Schertz yesterday again. I've talked to him a lot. I've been promoting Indiana State and right. for all the right reasons right. because they're having a fantastic season. Tomorrow evening they get Drake at home in what is the biggest of big games they've had so far this season at the Holman Center, which is going to be sold out. Um, I'm difficult. I was asking him this yesterday, and, you know, it was, you know, I've, you know, he was handling everything and all that, but how difficult would it be 
to handle what you're doing to keep your guys playing well, and then all of a sudden you just get this barrage of requests. Uh, they want you on this show. You know, they want you to come out here in Terre Haute, and now you're so overwhelmingly meaningful with your program to Indiana State University, what you're meaning to the town of Terre Haute and the surrounding area. It would seem to me that that balancing routine would be very difficult to do. It's unbelievably hard to do, to be honest. I mean, it's um, everybody wants a piece of your time. You only have so many moments. You know how it is, John, coaching you know, players. We're all we're creatures of habit. We get in routines, and, and we don't want to get out of those routines. And so you're not trying to, to be disrespectful, but uh, another television interview where I'm, I, don't, I don't normally do it, and um, – you're getting all the things that you've hoped for, dreamed about as a coach, as a program, as a player, and you want to try to take advantage of it. But at the same time, they're getting you out of your comfort level, your comfort zone. You're getting you out of your routine, uh, and the pressure ramps up. I mean, the kids are aware of it. They, they understand what's going on, and they're thankful that they have a full house again tomorrow. But – uh, you, you just got to – it's unbelievably difficult to keep focused like you need to be focused to stay in that routine and stay in, in that zone that you've been in for most of the year. So Bob Lovell that joins us, they got a wake-up call in that first half. They were down 19 early in Nashville yeah, to Belmont yeah, the other yeah. night. Got that wake-up call. That was received, evidently. They they went on to win, and we were talking about this yesterday – if if that is healthy for a team to see that, to get through it, to come out clean on the other side and to learn from it and move on. Do, do you get something out of that if you're on that team with how you started, how you played, as he described, playing entitled and then winning that game and knowing it, you don't start that way, you don't play at that level as they did in the first half again? Well, I think you, you gain a whole lot more because normally the scenario wins badly if that's how it goes. You know all that, John, when you're on a winning streak and people tell you, well, you don't want, you need to lose a game now and then and get you back to normal. Uh, no, <laughs> you're trying to win them all for heaven's sakes. But to go ahead and play, get a bad start, play badly, battle back and win, uh, I think you gain a tremendous amount. I don't, I don't think you um, – I think you benefit greatly from playing that way, and it gives you a chance as a coach to remind them, look, we get this kind of start again against Drake, but we will not come back against them. They're too good. So you've you got to come out and be prepared. Right now, everyone's after us. Everyone wants to beat us. And for us to realize the goal we have to play in the NCAA tournament, we still have to play at our highest level. We have to win them all, and we have to have that mentality. And so – yeah, I think you, you – know, while it's um, you know, it's dangerous to put yourself in that position, I think you get a, a great deal uh, of uh, confidence, and I think you feel good about being able to win games when you're not at your best. It's uh, Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. As always, brought to you every Friday by your 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers run, CarX locations, carx.com today. I did want to highlight tonight at Cathedral, you got sectional semifinal Friday night for the girls. Right. Lawrence North at 18-5 and five and 24-1 and one Lawrence Central. Greg Rakestraw had me in the hallway and had told me that Lawrence Central had not won a sectional, girls sectional in 37 years. 
That sound right. accurate to right. you? I'm, I'm assuming it is because Greg Rakestraw, there's nothing more accurate than that right there. <laughs> that's that's an amazing stat for a 24-1 and one team, and you get your township rival in this Friday night, too, to boot tonight. Yeah, one of the big uh, topics that we had on the pairing show uh, was that very subject right there that, that you talked with Greg about is that uh, LC's, you know, playing excellent basketball, you know, chance to, to be in a position they haven't been in for quite a while, and you get a chance to do it tonight against your uh, count, your township rival. And so that's just one of a, a number of great matchups. I'm not sure, quite frankly, there's a better one than that, to be honest, all. Although up at Hamilton Southeastern, I think the HSE Fishers folks would say that this one is just is in that same caliber of game. And so, you know, John, it's, it's one of those nights that you've been through it. It's one of those uh, nights where you're hopeful that all the things you planned for and all the things you've uh, worked on all year long and all your dreams, you, you have enough to go out and, and play. And it's one of those lifetime memories that guys like you and I have had a chance to to live through and enjoy. So, yeah, it's a great night. I mean, I think everybody, if they have a chance, if you're not already on your way, uh, pack up and get ready to go watch some great basketball around the state. Oh, I know the uh, Royal family, the Ron Colley Royal family is getting ready to head up to Pike to watch uh, Ron Colley and Jason Sims coach up the uh, the Royals versus Pike. You get Franklin Central, Ben Davis on the other side of that, but you're right. I mean, anywhere and everywhere, there are good matchups dotted across the state of Indiana on this Friday night. Well, there are, and, and the cool thing is, you know, Greg and I talked about it at length on the pairing show, is there's tremendous balance in, in all four classes, and we've talked about it before on your show. So, you know, you, you come in, there, there are clearly some favorites, I suppose, but you and I both know that uh, the better team doesn't always win sectional championships, and that it upsets are the rule rather than the exception this time of year. And even though it's a tournament, we're thankful – that we at least have some decent weather and people don't have to worry about that. So, you know, it's a big night. And again, go watch games, go and, and, and watch games, yell, scream, have a great time, do it the right way. And then when you get a chance, get in your car, turn on our show, and we'll bring you all the action and catch you up on all the scores. Uh, you're going to talk to the coaches. You're going to talk to people that were there. You're going to sneak in a lot of college conversation, I'm sure, uh-huh. tonight and tomorrow. Uh-huh. you got everybody covered like nobody's business. You've been doing this well, for how many years like now? 35, 45? 30. 105? On, you're, killing me. <laughs> you're killing me. But this is our 30th year on the year. So the question is how many more we can do. And, and I think, you know, this time of year – as energized as you get and you know, feel like you can do 10 more. So we're just going to be thankful we can do one more, John. That's the idea. Yeah, you get uh, Butler Creighton later on tonight you can talk yeah. about. They uh, tip at 9 yeah. o'clock uh, out in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And then IU Penn State tomorrow. Boilermakers in Wisconsin coming up on Sunday. Ooh, have you ooh. ever been Have you ever been a ooh. part? And I asked Matt this and yesterday when he was on the show. <laughs> clearly, I mean, he was, he was salty, I'm sure, about hearing about the uh, free throw disparity between his team and Northwestern Wednesday night and their overtime win over the Wildcats at Mackey Arena. I think it was 46-8 to eight. again. Had you ever been a part of a disparity in free throws like that? And I, I just said this. I said, any any coach, no matter the situation, if you're on, if you're on the bad end of that, you're going to be complaining about something. There's no sure. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't think I was ever in one where the disparity was that great. But my, my suggestion to, to all the Wisconsin fans and Wisconsin people, stop fouling. You know, you, you, every, 
Zach Eady gets mugged when he crosses midcourt. So uh, maybe finally somebody decides to call fouls on those kinds of things. And the other part of it is, too, you know, try to guard somebody without hanging on him, without bumping him and knocking him all over the place. And um, I, I, I have no sympathy. That's just how it goes, John. And, you know, they, and they say, well, these things balance out. That, they really don't. And uh, I've always believed, always told my teams, uh, success lies. Uh, success goes to the most aggressive. If you're the aggressor, you have a greater chance to win. And if you're an aggressive team, an aggressive group, you're going to draw fouls and you're going to get to the free throw line. And so that, that's been Matt's MO uh, for quite a while. And clearly with this group uh, for the last couple of years, that's exactly how they game plan. So Bob Lovell with us. I know that the uh, boys' high school season in its stretch yeah. run last night. How many weeks until the sectional pairings for the fellas? The sectional pairings, are you ready for this? Yeah. February 18th. Man, that is yeah. coming up. That'll come up. So February goes so fast, <laughs> which is good because it really well, sucked. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, and there's a small thing that there aren't that many days in. So, yeah, um, right, but it right. Does, it does so quickly. <laughs> but frankly, think about that. It's, we're going to be doing the pairing show. Greg and I will be doing that again on the uh, evening of the uh, 18th, and it is um, literally seems like it's uh, coming up next week. Yeah, yeah, well, it will because we're in February and it takes about five seconds, which is good because January is like the equivalent of oh, yeah. two normal months. That's how long that takes. No, I, I agree with you. I agree. I absolutely agree right. with you. So, Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk tonight, tomorrow night. All those incredible Network Indiana affiliated stations got a show. And you'll want to hear it because you're going to hear from everybody later on tonight, coming up tomorrow night as well. Brought to you by. Your CarX, your Joe Childers run CarX locations, 14 and all in Central Indiana, CarX.com today. Always a pleasure, man. I appreciate it, Bob, more than you know. Have a great weekend. Thanks, John. Have a great weekend yourself. Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline.